What if you were born with a disease that you always knew would kill you? And then what if all of a sudden you were given a second chance? Well, that's exactly what happened to me. And it's the question that we explore on the new podcast series, Breathless from Snack Labs. Join me, Jeremy Saunders, for a series that explores what it means to live and die, to love and to lose, and what it's like to have your whole life turned upside down and the unexpected challenges that come with a life-saving drug. You can listen to Breathless now, wherever you get your podcasts. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, baby. Hello, my love. Once again, are you ready to talk about some sex? Yeah, let's do it. Do you ever do, you ever do that? Do you ever make that? When I'm oh, having sex? God. Yeah, do you ever do that when you're having sex? <laughs> what was that face for? Because I, I kind of hate that sound. Well, it's a lot in the headphones. I like... I like Sex to be very playful. Do I like to that? I like to laugh a lot when I'm having sex. Yeah. So yeah, but I would that do noise? that. Oh, you yeah, would well, do that. I would. Do you? I, I don't necessarily know. It's funny that you asked that because I was just thinking about how long it's been since like someone I've been sleeping with has asked me to like make the ugliest face I've ever made, <laughs> and I I remember this like phase during fucking. No, just but that would, be, uh, that would be funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it would be. What if it totally turned your partner off, though? What if they were like, I didn't realize you could look like that. Becca one time sent me a Snapchat filter of this, like, character she made up with this 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 filter that, like, changed her face. I think those and videos are the funniest videos I've ever seen. It turned me off so incredibly hard. <gasps> I literally was like, I, this is so funny, but also if we want to have any, 
any sex life whatsoever mm-hmm. you need to not send me these ever again that's like when i was like i have three nipple hairs growing you're like those have got to go no i didn't <laughs> yes, fuck you i did not say that <laughs> i would not be so intolerant of a nipple hair <laughs> maybe not now but that was a long time ago oh my god well you know we've been together for 10 years and i have changed very much as a person <laughs> you have i did not did i actually go those have got to go <laughs> yeah. that would have been me joking those yeah those have got to go. Dude, fuck you. I have a reputation and you're tarnishing it right now. I would n- I would never seriously say it. Do you think I would seriously be like, What if I was like, Ugh. What if I was like, Oh, yeah, they can stay? Take one of them between your fingers and just gently. Are you kidding me? I would. Around. Well, I don't know about that, but I would love to. I would love to pluck one. Well, yeah. I love plucking hairs. In the moment? Yeah. <laughs> What do you mean? Yeah, in the moment, afterwards, uh, thinking about it all the time. Past, present, and future. Would you ever just be like having sex with Oh, somebody? fucking? And then just, <laughs> like, just like, I see it. Grab one of their like extra long armpit hairs. I see what you mean. Just, just, just plug in a hair while you're fucking. Rip out a mitt full of armpit hair. Oh, God. Oh. They would be pretty intense, actually. That imagine, would though, hurt so Imagine bad. wax strips on a full pit. Of hair, I'd have I, I just as you come, you rip them off. I'm into that. Yeah, I feel like I'd be down for that. Yeah, I like a little bit of sadomasochism. Mm-hmm. I think you're onto something there. Having your ball hair ripped, ripped out. out the moment you jizz, I think I kind of like that. You're gonna go home, take that one home. There's a there's a high school student. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not joking. In the office, Is he right a high school student. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I would yell he at him. Look I would yell at him to come in here and, and ask his his opinion. But I forget his name. Should, should I get him? Should, yeah, should go I, get him. Uh, uh, Don't here, make you know, me do it because no, uh, I <laughs> intimidate. Here one second. I'll, te- I'll, text, I'll text. I'll text. I'm going to call Dave. Dave's going to. Dave's going to. We're going to lose this. our. This is one of Dave's Dave's uh, paid interns. Does Dave Dave's going to hate this? Oh yeah. yeah. Why? Yeah. Why oh, do no, you? He's leaving. Oh, why do you love pissing? Hey, what's the what's the high school kid's name again that works for you? Andrew. Okay, sweet. Thanks. Okay. Bye. Oh, dude, he just left. Did he he just left. Him? What's his name? Andrew. Such a high school. Next time guy. we're in here, let's get Andrew on. Okay. Because he's 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 like the sweet. Does he know sweet, what, what we do? Can we just? I have no idea if he has any clue what the we're, fuck we we're do. We're whispering. He left. I know. Anyway. Well, I hope you try that. Um, the wait, wait, which the, the pulling out your nipple hair? No. <laughs> No, no, thank you. Um, those are for me to pull out. And no, yeah, just the the wax. Getting strips. my hair ripped off while I'm fucking. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of. Um, I mean, I like having my hair pulled. Yeah. Here's the thing: out. I like having my hair pulled. Yeah. <laughs> did you watch? This is so fucking left field. But did you watch? Um, uh, I think you should leave. The Tim Robinson special on Netflix. It's uh, like a series. I haven't. No. Sketch comedy. Oh, you! I the watched fu- an episode. I think the funniest thing existing right now. And like, and I'm. I, I, if you do, if you disagree with me, then uh, you're not worth an ounce of my. Is, is this time. your just the tips? Yeah, you know this. Will be, this will be my just the tips this week. But anyway, he. he uh, Oh, whatever. There's a lyric, there's a song and he's singing and he's pulling the hair up, not off. Anyway, so <laughs> yes, I like having my hair pulled. Okay. But but I also I'm I'm not I don't like being submissive. Mm-hmm. Actually really it really like I really don't like it at all. No. Mm mm. It turns you right off. It is a turn off. 
Yeah. How at at what point is it a turnoff? Like if somebody scolds you and then you're like, oh, this changes everything, or like yeah, what situation are you in when some when you become the sub? Well, let's let's put it that like let's use that as an example, right? Someone scolds me. Now, while th- you're having sex, yeah, sure, yeah, yeah. I mean, not scolds me as in like, hey, stop, yeah, because <laughs> that's not submissive or dominant. That's just like consensual. Mm-hmm. So, but like, let's say someone like gets bratty, yeah, or like, or wants, like, let's say that we're in that role, yeah, where, where, you know, this is not, this is like outside of just vanilla sex, and like, I am taking, I'm playing as the dom, you're playing as the sub, yeah. And you decided to like test your limits and like try to try to become a little more wrestly. Yeah. Uh-huh. It, it would become a turnoff for me if I continue to be dominant because that's what that's the role we're playing here. Yeah. And then the person on the other end was like, no, it's it's no, no, hold on. Stop. It's my turn. Like, I'm not. My I'm not switch. Dumb. Right, you're not. So switch. I'd be like, well, no, I'm gonna like turn up the dom side. Yeah. To suppress your, uh-huh. your brattiness, or yeah. you're like, you know, you're testing my limits here. Yeah. And so I'm gonna like take the. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna put down the daddy foot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean. And have you been in many of those situations where you've gone, oh fuck, I can't do this anymore? No. But you, it's we we've been in that scenario before. I'm sure we have. Yeah, I was thinking. Beck and I kind of have a little bit, but she like def she very much falls into the the sub role. And I have had one like partner, like a a casual partner, who very much enjoys like the sub dom relationship thing. Mm-hmm. Who's like, who really likes to switch. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, just like kind of test it a little. Okay. And it's uh, that's really fun. Mm-hmm. But okay. Yeah. Well. Anyway. I don't know. I, I now I'm in my head. I'm thinking about like, do what do I what where do I fall on that? I think I'm I'm more I'm either more dominant or I'm a switch. You, I think you're definitely switch. And maybe like with a with a like over the years, like a little a little lean into the dom. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm working up to like, you know, I'm I've been hustling so hard and like trying to figure out what my vision is for life and like trying this idea and trying this idea and trying this idea with like my career. And yeah. I'm still like some days I'm just like, where the f- fuck am i headed yeah you know maybe it's there because professional dom has always been a possibility you this this is a career path that you have voiced a, uh, about a hundred times since <laughs> i've known you where you're like maybe i'll try professional doming and i'm always like yeah go for it and you're like because like, you know you just like mumble to yourself <laughs> as you walk away and i'm like what the it so might is that be, a yes or no? What the fuck you talking it about? might be one of those things that it exists in a really beautiful world in my mind, but in I'm not sure about bringing it to reality. I bet you know what's going to happen. Twenty years from now, I'm going to be I'm going to be chasing sixty years old, 
running a brothel. And I'm going to go, I don't know about the brothel anymore. I don't, not that I'm not against it. That's another one you talk about is running a brothel. Yeah. I mean, I think there, there would be things that were really, would be really fun about that. Do you think you would get, do you think you would maybe do that or be more inclined to do that if like, if we adopted more of like a, a, like Netherlands type, like, like, prostitution fully legal across the board do you think you'd be like all right fuck like do you think you would be the person who heard oh marijuana is becoming legal then fuck my cushy business job i'm gonna start like Girl like weed. yeah i'm gonna start fuck whatever is like like what what are they called can't cannabis or like what are the, what, there's like a bunch of fucking tweed like those you know those companies that are like right making billions because they just, they were the, like the early adopters of the weed business. Right. Like I'm thinking about, I, I'm not joking. I'm thinking about that. I am thinking about how I could get my foot in the door when psilocybin becomes legal. Mm-hmm. And going, fuck yeah. All right. I'm going to start distributing and like growing and so, like getting or investing in, in, yeah in mushrooms. Mm-hmm. Because that day is right around the corner. Mm-hmm. So like, do you think you would, you might be an early adopter of like oh sex sex work sex. is legal mm-hmm. um i'm gonna be a fucking yeah, mistress I, I would um i i wouldn't be i would be interested in that because you'd i be, have you'd visions be so good at it i have visions of exactly you know the kind of business i would have and who i would hire and how i would screen clients like it would it would be an it would have to be like a like you've thought of the logistics of it well i i think i'm thinking yeah i'm thinking logistics i'm also thinking style and ambiance I and mean, i'm just thinking about like having a classy joint you know you've thought more about this than i've thought about getting into the psilocybin business i don't know if i have i mean i just now that we're talking i have i feel like i feel like maybe i do actually i haven't thought about it in a long long time yeah because I don't know. I think my there was a time where <coughs> I mean, people, people who are just tuning in for the first time probably don't have no fucking clue. But um, you're you've had a career as an actress and and, a, you know, you've been a creative your whole life. But there was a time where you and one of your like um, sort of like adulthood creative uh, partners in crime, Jenna McMillan. We're talking about like some sort of like spaghetti oh. western that was also like about a brothel and like the woman who ran it. That's right. Yeah. And yeah. and when that when that like script idea came up and like you guys were kind of workshopping that idea, you were really into you like you were talking about it a lot and like super yeah. Into it. The, well, it's a it's a cool it's a really cool um it's a really cool story. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's Canadian and it's fucking great. Um. It's not a spaghetti western. I don't. I think I don't know if you can say spaghetti western. I think. I think I just tossed that a, on there. A spaghetti western is a uh, for an, an Italian western film. No, it's not. No, no, no. It's, oh, it is. Fuck, you're right. Spaghetti western, also known as Italian western or Marconi western, is a no. broad sub. Good job, babe. How did you know that? Is a broad subgenre of western film that emerged in the nineteen mid sixties. In the wake of Sergio Leone's filmmaking style and inter- internal box office success, okay, so you're right. I but also I feel like it it kind of became its own. It became its own thing. Yeah, it became its yeah. own thing because like, 
There's so many spaghetti westerns that are not Italian. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah, totally. The good, the bad, the ugly. Is not a spaghetti. What? How? What else have we got here? Uh, once a time, once upon a time in the West. These are all falling underneath. Um, oh, what are you looking at? Wikipedia. Yeah. Where was Once Upon a Time? Um, well, let's see here. Impact of all right. Uh, like Django Unchained. That's that, a spaghetti restaurant. Oh, I see. Isn't it? Um, I don't. I, maybe it isn't. There's old. Know. Maybe I'm thinking like old Django's. Spaghetti westerns. Yeah, I don't. I don't Django. know. I think maybe that's a. Yeah, it says goes spaghetti western. Tarantino's Once Upon a Time in Hollywood goes spaghetti. Oh, western. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood definitely has some like spaghetti western influences in it because uh, he's he's playing in a spaghetti western. Leo oh. Leo's character is he working in Italy? In Italy, Italy? No, he goes to Italy. And and does spaghetti western, but he's doing like a an American spaghetti, spaghetti western uh, in the film. I t- I can't wrap my head around American spaghetti western. American director Quentin Tarantino has utilized elements of spaghetti western in his films: Kill Bill, Inglorious Bastards, Django Unchained, The Hateful Eight, and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. About a fictional spaghetti western actor. The American animated film Rango incorporates elements of spaghetti western. So I guess it's like it's these movies that are incorporating spaghetti western into right. You know, so there's shit. like there's but like elements, a, a, common elements. Yeah, Clint Eastwood's right. first American western film Hang 'Em Dry incorporates elements of spaghetti westerns. So it's like it's not really a spaghetti western because it's not done in Italy, but there's like it's it's inspired by. Anyway, I think we're beating this fucking spaghetti western thing to death. Well, you know what? It feels good to know something. It does. Yeah, you're right. That's one of my new things. Um, every now and then, I'm like, okay, I figured it out. If I do this list of things every day, that will lead to consistent happiness. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> well, flossing my teeth is like one of them. Oh, yeah, we should address this. Mm-hmm. Uh, because uh, last week, Just the Dips, yeah. you mentioned... Uh, Flossing? Let's let's get into just tips now because okay. we're we're fucking talking about okay. it. Um, and now time for our new segment that we've been doing <laughs> for a while. Still waiting on theme music. <laughs> just the tips. Um, so just the tips where we uh, we give it. Let's make our own little. Yeah, we should. I'm I'm too uh, buzzed. Shy. To, yeah, to get that going right now. Um, uh, so we, we recommend some things that are in our life that we think are worth it. And last week you recommended flossing Mm -hmm. and I said, I think specifically, no one, did I say no one's going to listen to this and go flossing? Yeah, that's right. I said, here's the thing is that no one's actually going to floss after hearing you say floss because no one just, if you don't floss, you just don't fucking floss. Well, we had some people write us on Instagram. Actually, someone sent us even a video on Instagram. Of them flossing? A story of them being like, no, Jeremy, you're wrong. Brad, you got me so... I like, didn't see any of this. Got me horned up on flossing. So, good good job, babe. Thanks. You're changing people's mouths. Well, you know what? Not to blow my own horn here, but it's not going to just change people's mouths. It's going to change lots of your life. All right. Well, what's your just the tips this week? Um... Well, I didn't, I, 
I wish I had a chance to kind of look this through, but this just jumped to my attention. So I ran an event last weekend with um, for this other podcast that's coming out any second now called I Hear You. And uh, we had some healthcare professionals, two public floor therapists and um, naturopath and a herbalist come in and like speak to women about their sexual reproductive systems. I was um, there. I did the sound. And uh, even though it was... 99.5% women in the audience or uh, uh, non-binary or trans. Not a lot of men. I might have been the only man there. Uh, it was fucking riveting. Were you riveted? I was. Yeah. I thought it was fascinating. Okay, there cool. was some. There was some woo-woo shit that I was like, I'm checking out on this one. But there was some really, really interesting stuff that I thought was really valuable. Okay, so someone at the... So if that sounds interesting, that's great. That's a whole other podcast coming at you. Stay tuned. We'll post about it. You'll know. Um, But a question was asked to the panel, and and we didn't really get much of an answer. And then one of the panelists sent me this link to this website, and the headline is Getting Wet Discharge versus cervical fluid versus arousal fluid. So oh, the question yeah. was, this, someone had written in that they had had an abortion about a year ago and they have since, they've never yet been able to get like wet during right. sex. And um, and we, wet was, because there was like a, some confusion about wet because th- like to, to you and I, or most people, they hear wet and they think, Oh, like wet in the pussy, like they're fucking wet and ready to go. Mm-hmm. But just to like the professionals on stage, they were like, wet in what sense? Wet in cervical discharge, wet in uh, arousal fluid, wet in wet, just uh, unhealthy discharge. They were, I was like, what the fuck? I thought I you. Know. But, but we are talking about, we're talking about like, like wet puss, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah like aroused, ready, right, yeah, ready yeah. for like horned up some penetration. That's what it's for. Yep, gotcha. Um, and I and I just kind of skimmed this, so I opened it and I just skimmed it, and and my God, it's so empowering to know um, uh, something about your own body and to read something that you've you've never read before and been like, of course that has to happen. So I'm just gonna read one little. Um, oh, just where did it go? There was a. Okay. Okay. Cervical fluid is part of discharge. Okay. But it's not the same as um, uh, arousal fluid. Okay. Hang on one second. We might have to cut this. I think that's our guest. Our guest is here? Yeah. Uh, okay, finish this thought and then we'll go down and get her. Okay, essentially, the reason this is just the tips, I'm not going to read I'm not gonna read um, the whole article to you, but the website that it's on is helloclue.com. And when I went to it, there's like the landing page is this encyclopedia of articles that all that are all look really, really fascinating. And their mandate has to do with educating us about hormones. Cool. Yeah. So, like, hormones, 
was a is a huge theme in like my own discovery right now. It's like yeah. what the what, what it does affect my libido and like if I can be more control and in better communication about like what is going on with me so that I a don't accidentally get pregnant, b like um can watch my own health, observe my own health as it's like you bleed every month and there's so much you can you can tell about that and hormones like why I might be a total like asshole one week and then feel super in love the next week and all that shit I gotta know Ooh. I gotta know and this website looks like like really sciencey but really like down to earth accessible languaging and what's the site again hello clue HelloClue.com. HelloClue.com. So yeah. com is your Just the Tips. Yeah, it looks like week. they have a podcast too. Oh, cool. All right. Well, let's uh, let's put a pin in this right now. We'll come back. I'll give my Just the Tips. We'll do a brain boner. Um, uh, but we'll put a pin in it. We'll record this guest and then finish this up and then I'll edit it all together. Don't go anywhere. All right. Turn me on. We'll be right back after this word from our sponsors. Boom. And like that, through the magic of podcasting, we're back. No one even knew. We left. We left and we recorded an entire episode. But now we're back to the foreplay. We should just play the episode exactly when we recorded it and then tack the rest of this part of the intro on the end so it's a totally yeah sequential experience for people we mm, yeah <laughs> uh, not gonna do that brighty yeah there's a lot of work um <laughs> so where we left off was you just shared your just the tip which mm-hmm. was that cool website mm-hmm. um all about fluids no and, all about hormones right hormones and, and all kinds of shit and yeah beginner's guide to sex wetness looks great this is a great sexual education website cool sweet yep. and again one more time uh hello clue.com my just the tips this week i kind of mentioned it earlier already but i think you should leave with tim robinson 
It is a sketch comedy show on Netflix. Tim Robinson is a sketch comedy actor who for years wrote for SNL. You probably have never seen him in anything because this is like his breakout like star starring role in something. And it is as like a sketch comedy fan have been for my entire fucking life. Um, big fan of like British comedy, like love absurdist comedy. This series is straight up one of the funniest things I've ever seen in my entire life. Like it has become a daily quotable show for me. And especially it's like one of those shows where it's like, if you find a friend who vibes on it too, then it becomes this like inside joke within like your daily vocabulary with your pal. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's got like a whole roster of of people who who are you know guest star within the show um a lot of like snl people andy samberg will forte uh vanessa bear um a bunch of really really funny actors and then like a bunch of people that like there's there's this, this like old i don't even know if he's like italian or what the fuck but this like old dude who's in this weird focus group uh sketch that's super funny and like I don't know where they found this old man, but like he's he's like you'll never forget him after you've seen him. So anyway, I think you should leave Tim Robinson. They did the first season this year and uh, it immediately got picked up for a second season. So if you love it, then just expect hope. Fuck, I hope 2020 it comes out because man, oh man, it is. It tickles me pink. Laughing is important. Laughing is important. And it's like it's got good replay value. Like you can just go back and watch. I rewatched it maybe three times already. That's something. Yeah, it's pretty good. Um, Thanks, all right, baby. That was our Just the Tips. Just the and tips. Uh, this is where the outro music would go if we had any, but we don't. All right, moving on to our brain boner. Um, do, we, do you want me to read this? Yeah, why don't you? All right. You feel up to it? Yeah, sure. This one comes in from A. Gee, because he didn't give me permission to say his name. Um, <clears throat> let me just take a quick sip of my cherry flavored bubbly. That's my next, that's my next, just the test. Mm. Hi there, TMOP. It came up in a recent episode that Bridie has a specific time of day where she is turned on, which made me wonder if you have insight on my situation. My partner and I have been together for eight years and have two great kids. We've had some bumps in our relationship at times. It's still unclear if we are happy together. But historically, the sex was passionate and great. God, that's a fucking troublesome sentence. <laughs> I just, I, oh, wait, let, let me get through this. Let, let, let me get through this. Okay. My partner has always liked sex during early morning or afternoon. I'm in a new career and busy during afternoons, and I'm not a morning person. Weekends can work, but they go by fast and can be busy. She indulges me in the evening occasionally, but is steadfast that I that a different time of day without kids around would be best. She thinks scheduling time for sex could work. I would have to take a couple of hours off work and arrangements made for the kids to be elsewhere. Not sexy having kids around in brackets. The idea of scheduled sex is unappealing to me. I feel it takes some of the fun out of it. What do you guys think about scheduled sex? Sexy or not sexy? 
Another barrier to our sex life is that after the birth of our second child, now one years old, is that she finds doggy style painful. And that was our favorite. She thinks the pain has to do with where she was stitched up after giving birth. Anything we can do about this? Or who should we talk to? She doesn't seem keen on going to her family doctor about it. What should I or we do? Okie doke. Is that the end of the email? That's it. Okay. So having just done that event, um, I would say most definitely you don't need a referral to go see a pelvic floor therapist. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. You're saying you're uh, you're saying just having done that event? Yeah. Um, uh, the one which, I just talked about earlier in this intro. The, did uh, you talk about it in the intro or did mm-hmm. you talk about the conversation with the, our guest? No, I talked about it in the intro. The I Hear You podcast with uh, this because they oh, sent me that link yeah, to sorry. Hello Clue. That's my yeah. bad. Because we fucking cut this up, I was like, I was like, no, didn't you say that later? And the, Anyway, whatever. Go ahead. Go it's ahead, a long time to hold a piece of information in <laughs> it, your head. It is. <laughs> um, but uh, where was I? What was I saying? You just did this event and you were... Oh, yeah. Pelvic floor physiotherapist. That's... I was... Totally on the same, same page. page. As you. Yeah, yeah, and I think too, my encouragement to your wife would be as well to, um, like, it may be all well and good, like it may have been your favorite pose before, and if you get too caught up on like trying to make it what it was before, she had like a major tra- trauma to her 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 bits, then that might in turn put a lot of pressure on you both to like i don't know try to make that the the goal yeah um so so yeah i would say try to find something else in the meantime yeah because eat, like a tear is a big deal whether you're you have a pelvic floor physiotherapist or not there could be some recuperation time in there and as i was saying earlier uh as a male sitting in on that that discussion and hearing a pelvic floor physiotherapist talk about what they do specifically for the pelvic floor and like female pelvic floor anatomy it a it that blew my mind but then becca was also seeing stephanie brown who was the pelvic floor therapist that you had at this event yeah one of them um one of them becca's been seeing her and talking to becca about what her appointments have done for her has been like super mind-blowing so much so that we're having stephanie on tomorrow on sick boy that's amazing because it's just like it fucking blew my mind so the the as soon as i read this email that last bit about you know what who should we talk to or where should we go yeah um in in your town which i know is in somewhere in ontario guaranteed um i would say in this town particular there's at least one pelvic floor physio so Mm -hmm. uh do some research find out if there was is one there and um and reach out yeah like in some countries pelvic floor physiotherapy is like given to all women who have babies it's given to them by the government like it's provided The, the government doesn't administer the the pelvic floor. Yeah, the man does it. <laughs> um, um, okay, and what, and what are your thoughts, Brad, on on um, arranged scheduled sex? It's interesting because I I I want to say I'm a fan, and I think it's really smart, and I think yeah. it's like definitely really encouraged by a lot of um, sexual therapists that I read and listen to. That being said, I've never done it. Mm-hmm. I've 
want, I would, I definitely would, but I have not yet met a partner who is into the idea of scheduling sex. They, they I, feel yeah. like it's not spontaneous enough, but here's what I picture being really sexy. One scenario is you don't meet your partner at home while the kids are out. You, if you're you taking, a, at, if you're at taking their two, parents' house yeah. while their parents are home. What, That's sneaky and, and sexy, right? Yeah, just right? like being a teenager. Yeah. Yeah. No. Fucking get a hotel room for two hours in the middle of your day and go and meet there. And you know what? Don't even don't even say it's scheduling sex. Go to that space and don't fucking talk about your day. Yeah. Show up like you're showing up for a lover that's like really fucking exciting to you. Hopefully that there's an element of that in your relationship. But if not, then he, I mean, just he did like, say historically the sex was passionate and great. Great. So that's fucking fantastic. Go. Show yeah. up and no talk about mommy and daddy, unless that's your thing. <laughs> no talk about <laughs> your day or your stress. Like make that <laughs> fucking room a space that you go into to be intimate. And that made me like, it's going to be probably, this is what I picture like probably kind of awkward at first. Like, what do we do? Like, do we just get naked or do we, you know, give a sensual massage? But maybe just go and you like, just be intimately close together yeah, and see just where hold it goes. Each other. Yeah. Just hold each other. Yeah. Honestly, that leads Run your fingers to each other's hair. Yeah. That sounds nice. Lick each other's cheeks. From chin to forehead. It's a compromise. Uh, I'm is. learning. It's and a compromise. It is. And the, the, the analogy I want to use, which I think is like pretty strong here, is uh, I get it. I totally get that the concept of the idea of scheduling sex is like can be unappealing. But think about it the same way. And, and you know, I don't know Guy here. He might be like type A, like fucking goes to CrossFit every day. And if, and if that's so, then this won't connect. But I, th I feel like most people can connect with me saying this which is you know it's like you go to a yoga class or whatever the fucking thing is i'm gonna use yoga class because that speaks to a lot of people that i know in myself the thought of like getting up going to yoga getting to the studio getting changed getting into the hot room that's all like uh i don't want to do that right now fuck but then when you get there and you do it and you come out afterwards and like while you're in it and then you come out afterwards, you're like, man, I did not want to be here earlier, mm -hmm. but holy fuck, I feel good now that I did. Yeah. That's, you know, it's like just th the hardest part is getting there. And once you're there, man, oh man, you're going to love it. And you know what? Yeah. I think actually this is, you know, my life has gotten really busy lately and it's, and I think a lot about like, what do I prioritize? Yeah. And I often don't prioritize myself um, and my own like um, pleasure. I'm like, I'm just making sure that I'm not dropping any balls or like disappointing anybody. And then it gets to the end of the day and it's like, I'm too fucking exhausted to try to yeah. squeeze sex in when it's not my time of day it's not your time of day and now there's all this pressure because we do it but if you literally put it in your calendar then it like says to your mind and to your partner's mind that this is actually it's a priority yeah and it deserves some of your good energy and i'm assuming you're a fella that wrote in asking about this if you show your I want to say female partner 
that um, that not only is it a priority, but that you're going to, it's her time that she's feeling it and you are going to go out of your way to like make sure that you're there at that time and you've hmm. set the scene for success. That's going to fucking turn her on hugely. Because that's very yeah. appealing to, to feel like you're someone's, your pleasure is so important that it, it actually might inconvenience someone else's day or yeah. make them have to deal with, you know, the inconvenience of taking that break or whatever is. And again, really f- all of this said, like there's one sentence in this entire paragraph that really sticks out, which is at the very beginning that made me like take pause. We've had some bumps in our relationship and at times it's still unclear if we are happy together. Oh, I didn't catch that. But historically sex was passion and great. So look, it, like two things. If you find the time to make the effort to like what you just said, to like make the effort to, sh- to show up and be there and make like passionate, loving, connecting sex a priority. Well, I would hope that that would go towards a happier relationship and like building a happier relationship together. But also with that one sentence, we've had some bumps in our relationship and at times are still unclear if we are happy together. Your last question here, which I know is not referring to this, but anything we can do about this, who should talk to you? I mean, it sounds like you probably, I mean, no, I'm not going to should you, but it might be very valuable to not only, uh, seek a pelvic floor therapist, pelvic floor physiotherapist, but also seek a couple yeah, counselor or sex nothing. counselor. Like, you know, there, there's, I think there's a lot here and, and, and that one sentence is very telling. Yeah. It's interesting. I didn't catch that the first time around. And I think therapy is great as a general maintenance. Like you would, you know, yeah. you'd take care of any part of you. Um, and also it's like, you're in a marriage. You have now, a kid two or kids. two kids. Yep. You've been together for a while. I'm assuming you're monogamous because you didn't mention anything else. So it's yeah. like, what, who, like, I think it's pretty normal to be wondering whether you're, where you should be for your optimal happiness. Yeah. And I think if we examine a little bit our expectations of the, of the person and all the rules that they fulfill, like, I, I, I'm really trying to pay attention on like, if, if, you know, if this person becomes my domestic, a domestic partner to me, will I be able to like continue to, I don't know, be the way I am sexually with this person because mm-hmm. I, I like, I, I'm just really aware of how different dynamics really affect yeah my libido. Yeah. Anyway. Just well, wondering out loud there. I hope that's helpful. Th- yeah, there's a lot there. But I think, you know, I think there's some good tips in there. I think the biggest tip is like, you know, pelvic floor physiotherapy. Yeah, well, that'll change. Is like g- get your wife to look into that mm-hmm. because just for her own pussy health, you know, like that's just so, yeah, so important. Yeah. And, and, and especially after having two kids. Yeah. You know? Yeah, to be able to sexualize yourself. Yeah, I would imagine is tricky, and they we all we all we've heard so many times that breastfeeding is like yeah you know it it gen- generally there's no libido while you're in the breastfeeding months. Mm-hmm. So there's 
lots of things to consider. Yeah. And also, I just want to put this out there that uh, for anyone who is like um, very interested in like the discussion surrounding pelvic floor physiotherapy and what that entails and what that means. Um, we are, we're having Stephanie Brown who like, I'm so excited. We're having her on sick boy podcast. Um, if I you, had her on, I hear you podcast will be released. Yeah. Which, so that's being released at some point, uh, December 16th. Uh, that episode is going to come out for sick boy. So, you know, put it in your calendar if you want to hear, uh, an in-depth conversation with a pelvic floor physiotherapist. And Stephanie please. Brown, uh, pelvic floor physiotherapist, is a really great Instagram to follow as well. Yeah. She posts stuff every day that's like really, really interesting yeah. at Stephanie Brown PFPT yeah, there on you go. Instagram. Sweet. Um, all right. Well, babe, let's throw it to this week's episode. We literally just had the conversation with... Uh, it with was fun. Sh- I still don't know how to pronounce it, <laughs> but her uh, name is Sushka. Sushka. And uh, a 40 some year old uh, lady, and we talked kinky about lady. kink and poly and, and improvising your own pervertibles she taught yeah she taught us some new vocabulary like pervertibles mm-hmm. and uh his really risk fun time. profile i'm new at that one yeah. i like it i'm looking more into that uh all right hope you guys enjoy this episode we love each and every one of you and uh we'll see you when we see you We were talking about this earlier in a conversation today about like, you know, having a, a, an argument with a love, like a, a lover or a partner or whatever through the differences between like, there's something you're trying to get off your chest and you having a conversation face to face versus taking time on your own to like write out a well thought and planned out letter, whether that letter is like first draft, second yep. draft, third draft, or having the conversation <laughs> through text. And like how each of yeah. those, I feel like there's a hierarchy of like, of like, of wise decisions there. And writing the letter is the peak of that, that pyramid. Yeah. Even if you don't blurting, share the letter. Yeah, exactly. Blurting it out is like the middle of the pyramid and like the bottom base, like bullshit thing to do is to hash it out over text. Cause I, yeah. it just never seems to be the, no. the smart a smart way to communicate but sometimes that's the only way you have to communicate because like your your partner's away or totally whatever. Yeah. so you're like i hate doing this by text but i haven't seen you mm-hmm. i actually i had to break up with somebody by email and i felt awful oh why no. not a phone call because they worked shift work and so did i at the time and so I didn't want to risk waking them up that by sending them an email, I would be like, okay, I'm not waking you up. I'm sorry. This is how you are waking up. Mm-hmm. But it was, yeah, it was awful, but it was just like every time we made plans to get together, either 
he was sleeping because he'd been on the shift work or something came up and he couldn't do it. So I was like, so I was also thinking there was possibly some avoidance there. Mm -hmm. How, yeah. Yeah. How long were you working opposite shifts like that and, and dating? Uh, That sounds like. At least, at least the last six months. Okay. Yeah. So. So like a while. I yeah. mean, like six months isn't the longest time ever, but not, that's not a short period of time no, either. No, and it and I mean, but why why couldn't you just stay up? Why couldn't you just be like, all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna stay up until they're awake and call. Um, you're right. That would have been an option I, I, as well. I feel like there's a lot of there's oh a, there's yeah, there's, there's all a lot kind, going on yeah. here. There's a lot going on. There yeah. Was, yeah. What was the reaction to the breakup over email? Was it like uh, there was a well? I'm really upset that you d- chose email as this option, yeah, <laughs> which well, I was like, well, yeah, you're you completely valid. But yeah. every time I've tried to actually see you face to face, it hasn't happened. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. So. Yeah. You know what? Just sounds like it wasn't meant to be. But, no. uh, and like in recent, because of the size of Nova Scotia, it turns out that. Uh, I am now friends with somebody he went to prom with. <laughs> he took like three girls to prom. It was awesome. At, uh, the, at the same time? Yeah. The same prom? Yeah. Because they all went as a group of friends, but he oh, like fun. people were like, oh, you're never going to have a date for prom. And he shows up with three. Oh, <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. We're, gotcha. we're on good terms now because yeah. we've, we've, we've worked it out. But yeah. That's good. It's always good when you can get to the other side of that hurdle because... Yeah. Every conflict in a relationship is a hurdle and sometimes you don't clear them and sometimes you do. And then once you do, you've like upped your, you've kind of upped the bar in your relationship. Now it's like, oh, we, we can get over a hurdle like that. But then when you break up, that's like the ultimate hurdle. It's like, okay, we, we broke up, which is the death of our romantic relationship, but Mm-hmm. We're still buds. I think yeah. about so, that with yeah. Katie all the time. Right. I'm just like, man, our relationship from this moment until we're both dead, yeah, is like will be so solid because yeah. we've literally been through all of it. Yeah, and now yeah. we're on the other side. And we're like, hey, we're friends. Yeah, look at yeah. us. Yeah, um, definitely. I've noticed since since I started Polly, um, I've had better relationship breakup post breakup like um i'm still friends with most of the people that i've dated since i actively became poly okay um there's one or two other examples that it just didn't work out but that was other things but i'm still really close friends like i have tea almost once a week with one one friend who i dated we would have broken up three years ago okay and yeah, we have tea like all the time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So How, what's the longest term relationship you've been in? Uh, about five years. Okay. That's yeah. a chunk of time. Yep. That's a chunk of time. Well, Did you have many long term, like five year relationships? No. No. <laughs> no. Whole bunch of uh, the old term was serial monogamy. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, that I'm dating you, but now I'm interested in this other person. So I have to break up with you so that I can see what is happening with this other person. So being able to get rid of that script. Mm -hmm. Have you like, have you, because you're, you're in your Mm forties. Have you coming up like in the generation that you came up in? Yeah. um, Which, which is like a little bit later than our generation. I mean, a little bit earlier, a little bit earlier. Sorry, yeah, a little bit, a, a, a generation 
later. Earlier. I'm forging ahead. Then a generation <laughs> earlier. You're somewhere along the timeline, and yes. I'm not there. No. Uh, yeah. But you're you're a little further ahead of me. Uh-huh. You're a little further ahead of me. Yeah. But I feel like people within your generation, like the, it's it's not quite be, but but almost like the same as my parents' generation, where it's yeah. like find a partner, get settled in. Have yep. the kids, yep. white picket fence, and like move to suburbs. Yeah. Um, in your in your span of time of like going through one relationship to the other to the other, mm-hmm. were you ever were you ever in that mind state of like, okay, I'm looking for the one, like I'm looking for the partner to settle down with, or oh yeah, or okay, or yeah, I did I did definitely have that um, <coughs> that idea that there would be. The perfect person and I wouldn't like once I was dating this perfect person I wouldn't the be interested in yeah. somebody else and so mm. that would get rid of that problem right um but I also I had friends who okay so this would have been early early 90s they started dating they started dating in grade 11 they opened their relationship in grade 12 which was unheard of in my rural high school absolutely unheard of and they are still together now they have been married for 20 years and still open yeah whoa yeah um and they've had like hippies eh? i know they've had varying degrees of openness depending on like life circumstances and stuff but uh so when i started thinking about polly i already had an example in my life that oh, was cool. really strong and they were not shy about talking about the challenges of it. So I was really privileged that way. Did you ever tell them that? Mm-hmm. Oh God, yes. Cool. <laughs> I've told them multiple times. How, when, so when did you, uh, when did you decide to start exploring polyamory? Um, probably about, uh, to just do probably about 2012. That was when the last, uh, that, that five-year relationship broke up and I started like looking at what would make me happy. Mm. And so I started, uh, I started with just like, Hey, I'm dating, but non-exclusively. Right. And then I started looking into like the, the poly circles in town. There's a Halifax polyam and, uh, there's, uh, well, Bastet has a lot of the people, uh, the Society of Bastet has a lot of the poly people in there as well. And for people who are like maybe new tuning in who haven't oh. like, who aren't familiar with what the Society of Bastet is. Oh, Society of Bastet is our local kink social club. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so it's open to um, multiple uh multiple genders, gender identities, sexual identities, kinks, etc. And it's just a great place to sort of go and explore a little. Mm-hmm. Uh, or at least it's been for me. I know that not everybody, it doesn't work for everybody, but yeah. it has been a really positive experience for me. I've been there once. And it, yeah. it, it definitely seems like, um, I, I mean, from my experience, like it was, it was very much that that environment that was like, Doors wide open. Come on in. Like whatever you're, whatever you're looking to explore. Like we'll try to accommodate you. There's, 
Yeah. You know, there's people are all almost everybody here is like welcome to discuss and and yeah. and and talk about the things that you're interested in. It was really like a very supportive, open feeling community, at least in my my experience. So, yeah. Yeah. And we've had we've had actually we've had like several people over the oh, yeah. years who have like come from away and come on the show and been like, I'm here to I'm also while I'm in town, I'm going to like go to Bastet and yeah. check out, you know, the rope night or whatever. Yeah, we actually have really cool. uh, some, they have some instructors visiting from Montreal right now for rope. Oh, cool. And I did their intensive uh, rope suspension class. I was, I was the one getting suspended. Um, and then tonight they actually have a engaged bottoming class, which I'm like, oh man, I kind of wish I could go to that, but I'm also doing this thing. <laughs> What's engaged bottoming? Um, so... What it was, or what the class is, from from the best of my knowledge, uh, obviously the people teaching it would be better. <laughs> um, it's how to be aware of what's happening to your body in rope so that mm. if there's the nerve damage happening, you mm. know how to check. Um, like she was like, you can do, if you can do claws, if you can do the okay, and of course, now I'm forgetting the third one. You're checking different areas of your of your uh, arms. And so if you're, mus- if you're trying to do the okay and you can't do it, it means that it's this section of the arm is getting some nerve compression. Right. You mean the okay symbol with like your, yeah. your Hands. In- yeah. index fingers and thumbs together. Yeah. yeah. So, so you need to either adjust the rope off that nerve cluster right. or something like that. Interesting. So basically yeah. being more of a, uh, an active participant in being a dom or yeah. sorry, a sub. Yep. Yeah. Um, so that you can. Cause your body is the only one you got. Yeah, right. So if you break it, you can't do any more of the fun rope. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, cool. Very so, yeah. interesting. So that's a really cool class that they're doing right now. And that was like these people are, like I said, they're down from uh, Ropes in Motion is where they teach in Montreal. Cool. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah. So are you a sub? I am definitely more submissive, although I do um, do some topping, uh, like uh, sensation play mostly. Oh, okay. Yeah. How do you feel about having all of your armpit hairs ripped out in the middle of fucking? <laughs> um, we were just th- talking about this. For you. There would probably be some punching. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Right, fair um, enough. Fair enough. I, I don't. Yeah, I don't think it's not masochism. This yeah, is a different thing. Yeah, there's there's a difference between masochist and submissive. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Um, did you always have the language like that, like the dom sub, like? What came first, your your vocabulary to describe sort of your own sexuality or p- embracing polyamory? And, and um, the more I was reading about sexuality and uh, different forms of um, love expression, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, the more that that language came in. And then, of course, obviously, when I started going to Bastet... Uh, you you join FetLife and they have like this incredibly long drop down list of all of these things you you can label yourself and I'm just like I don't even know what half of these are. Mm. Luckily, there's glossary. <laughs> yeah, well, that's yeah, it's important. Google. Yeah. Um, yeah. But you, I guess I'm curious because so you you kind of ended the um, the serial monogamy chain. Mm-hmm. And took some time, and yeah. then you were like, oh, "I'm going to move in this particular direction." And that was in your 30s. Yeah. 
late 30s early 40s yeah so before that were you were you going to king clubs and stuff like that no uh i had actually in i want to say 2006 i went to one of the fetish balls used to be they used to have them every year and uh I, re- I went with a friend who knew people in the community and he was like, yeah, you think you'd like it. And I went in and there was like people being used as furniture and people wearing like chainmail G-strings and nothing else. And I was just like, oh yeah, this is not me. And mm-hmm. then like fast forward to some personal growth and I'm like all over it. <laughs> what do you What do you think was the, like what was the catalyst to the change? I always find that really fascinating yeah. to like look at yourself like and I think about this in my my own life a lot where I go mm-hmm. wow it's so funny like if I think about myself 10 years ago and the things I thought about x y and z and now I look at myself and I look at the way I think about those things it's like it's night and day it's so oh, fascinating yeah. and I I I like to kind of sit and go what are the what were the chain of events that led me to mm-hmm. evolving the way that I've evolved today where I don't feel that where I don't or I believe in this over that or what have you um just the I mean there's could be almost anything I could look at it was uh uh I'd always been sort of like I like being like tied up and I like this sort of thing and so I was sort of trying to always urge my partners that way right <laughs> um and some of them were into it and some of them weren't. And so then when I was like, no, I'm going to be trying this, this, um, this like multiple dating and being open <laughs> and honest about it. Uh, uh, actually, there was a guy that I was dating and his, his um, back when OkCupid, you had like a sign in name. You didn't use your real name. His was Fifty Shades of Gary. <laughs> Which I, I, I laughed so hard. <laughs> That's really funny. <laughs> and uh, and we, we went on a couple of dates and then we started hooking up and he was just like, yeah, you're kinky. And I was like, no, I'm not. And he's like, yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> and he's like, here's some, like, I'm not saying you have to go to Best Step, but go to Best Step. Just try it. And he was right. Do you think he do you think he empowered you or do you think it was like a sense of like inception where uh, he was I like you're kinky and you're like no and, and then like and then like a couple seed. days later you're like I guess I'm kinky like yeah was, I think it was like that that little seed crystal do you remember in chemistry class having yeah. a super saturated solution and you drop in that seed crystal and all of a sudden everything goes Pfft. like it was already there yeah. Uh, he, yeah. he just fed it, it gave yeah. it gave a shape to it hmm. and also like there was probably like a good chunk of hey I'm in my 40s um, I really enjoy sex and I want to have good sex going forward and mm-hmm. so let's just fucking explore this shit cool yeah <laughs> yeah and yeah like I, I you know I know I asked that question and often oftentimes the answer to that would be like well I'm sure there's a fucking thousand things but like oh yeah there's often times when you really think about it like there's uh, yes, there are a thousand things, but there's there's oftentimes one thing that's mm-hmm. that maybe stands out like a little bit more than the rest. Yeah, you know, and uh, I don't know. I find that really really fascinating, really interesting. Yeah, I'm not sure if I get what you're talking about, but because when you said that, I I was picturing like well, when I asked that, I was I, I 
the straightforward question would have been, were there any other major life events happening at the same time? Like at the same time, was your career changing or was your living situation changing? I guess if you live together, well, you know what I mean? Rather than, mm. I think what you're saying, Jeremy, is like <coughs> a, com- a like a common pattern. No, I'm literally talking about like, can you think of one thing that has like altered your life mm. and like a path that you've been on? Like, like an example of a recent example that I would use for myself would be like a year and a half ago, I would have like been a staunch atheist. Mm-hmm. And then I had a very intense psychedelic experience. Mm-hmm. And I am now. I. You're questioning if there's a, button, a power. A hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like, well, like where I, where I, I go, yeah, I look at myself like a year and a half ago and I go, you don't, what the, you don't know that there's no God. You don't know that there's no like greater being or, or other space. Like how the fuck, where, where do you get off on like stepping up and saying like, well, I know that like once you're, once you're dead, it's black and everything's done. And yeah, yeah, yeah. And now it's like, oh no, I'm like a little bit more of a believer of like mm-hmm. something greater than myself. But all because of one very specific moment. Now that yeah. I know that that's like a very intense, specific thing. But like even talking about ten years ago, thinking or not too long, seven, eight years ago, six years ago, thinking about you and I being where we are today, like mm-hmm. in a polyamorous open relationship with two significant other significant others. Well, I can think of like a few very like key moments where that shift started to take place. Whether it was through reading a particular book or having mm-hmm. a very particular conversation with you and I. So you don't mean like a moment in your childhood which predisposed you no, to no, no, <laughs> this no, moment. No, 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 no. no. Slay player. No, yeah. no. I, I mean more so like like what are the things that along that journey have like shaped you to get to where you are now? But I think those the what we're saying is the same thing. Because like yeah. I feel like if you could lay out in detail the events of your whole life you would go, oh, it's funny that like earlier before you got here, we were talking about how I've I've mentioned a few times that I, I would be interested in being a professional dom. Mm-hmm. And then I think back to like, what's what, what are the, like the earliest experiences I have with that kind of relationship, like mm-hmm. that dom sub relationship. Right, and, okay. and how have I showed up in those, in those sort of, negotiations the dom sub negotiations within myself so you're, you're, through my life you're just going even further back I've, yeah and i'm talking more like recent history but right. you're going like you know formative years yeah yeah yeah, yeah like yeah. what are the things that happened when you were just that e teeny leaving with a little weenie baby yeah. yeah and i'm like what happened like last year <laughs> Well, there's one time that my amniotic fluid was not getting right. Re- oh, I don't yeah, know. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. now, and now you're taking engaged am- bottoming yeah. classes yeah, yeah. so you don't yeah. have to go through that sensation pain anymore. Exactly. Yeah, you're like exactly. the umbilical cord wrapped around my tits when I was in. <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe the, the umbilical cord was my first bondage experience. Yes, yeah, there you yeah. go, yeah. Sorry, um, Mom. <laughs> I know you um you you have some some stories that we were gonna kinda dig oh, yeah. into that I feel like may be telling Sweet. moments that we're referring to. Yeah. Like, okay. Things you've experienced. Okay. I, I left my phone in the other room so I don't have my, my the copy of the email that I sent. Um but yeah, so I was 
think when we were talking about like first improvised toy because mm. yeah, yeah yeah i have the email right here i also okay. want to talk about fun things like toys and i've never heard this word before pervertibles pervertibles okay what's i would a, be taking something that's like completely innocuous and uh and, and fucking it and, well not necessarily fucking it but using it for an, a non-intended purpose oh, like right. okay there are people who refer to Home Depot as Dom Depot and um, oh. Domorama. Right, yeah. Because, okay. like, you go in and uh, you can get uh, impact toys, like, um, uh, well, I mean, obviously, Home all Depot, kinds you of. you got rope? Rope and chains. Yeah. Got yeah. all kinds Dollar of. Dollar Store has ping pong paddles. Ping pong paddles. There you go, yeah. Wooden fuck spoons. Yeah. Oh, wooden yeah, spoons, yeah, yeah, yeah. Those. Um, uh, <gasps> chip the, clips. They'd be great nipple oh, clips. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Um, chip clips, yeah. And uh, things like um, meat tenderizers, those like aluminum hammers. Oh, yeah. yeah. You can just like beat on somebody with that or you can throw it in the freezer and the <gasps> after, yeah. I hate cold. I'm the same way. I'm the exa- that face. metal on my skin. Oh, yeah. Do not insert it. I think so. No oh. inserting. No, 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 no inserting. No, 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 no. I'm picturing right. one of those potato mashers, which is, I know, not what you're talking about, yeah. but I do not want that inserted. No. Anywhere. No. Potato masher? Oh, like that little fucking squiggly thing? <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. That would be hilarious. Um, Although it might be fun with some scat play. <laughs> that's another podcast for another guest yeah um um so so like, pervertibles are basically you're, anything you're art zooking your yes. your sex yeah. toys yes yeah yes. right um <laughs> so yeah like um and sometimes there, uh. there's something that is innocuous and then you take it up a notch like my roommate made a it's called a vampire rolling pin so he took a rolling pin and he like a put, like 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 a rolling pin for like you'd roll out pizza or something pizza or, yeah, or yeah, yeah. cookies okay. this time of year it's yeah, cookies, cookies all about the sugar yeah, yeah. who rolls out pizza that's you fucking use your hands sorry anyway yes yes um and then uh, he wrapped it in I think it's fox fur it's like so super fluffy oh whoa but then uh in in that there's also uh tacks so if you go like nice and light you just get the fluffy and if you go a little bit harder you get fluffy ouch fluffy ouch <laughs> so the tack sticking out with yeah but the, the pokey part out yeah whoa That's, that seems really intense it can be oh yeah i, I actually on, i, I meant to did do... he hand make that did he oh make yeah that? yeah there's <laughs> so many creative people in like, the kink community where, where if it let's just hypothetically say you and him were here playing around where would he do that on you uh, like on your back, or most on your, likely. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, you would uh, well, just just because yeah. it's it's a larger toy. Yeah. you want to use it over a larger surface. Yeah, area. exactly. Because it's taking up like a, a good like foot yeah. foot and a half. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, and rolling it over the legs, over the butt, say, like, back, yeah. uh, front, uh, breasts, everything. Yeah, interesting. When yeah. you play with toys like that, do, like is that the main? Like, is it the one toy, or do you have a lot of toys where you oh. go, like, is there a scenario where... Is it always uh, a dom-sub scenario, I guess? Um, it can be dom-sub. It also can be top-bottom, because, like, I could go to somebody who likes uh, likes to do uh, whatever type of play, even if they aren't a partner or anything, mm-hmm. and I'd just be like, hey, I see you have your violet wand here tonight. 
do you want to use that tonight? And I'll, I would happily get zapped by you. And, mm-hmm. and for the people who don't know, Violet Wand is like basically like a, a, little, like le- a little electrician, a small, yeah. ele- electrocution it's a small electric wand. shock. Yeah. yeah. They're often used, uh, beauticians use the, use right. a variant on the violet wand for um, uh, electrolysis. Sure. Brad, a, an example of like top bottom would be when you and Becca went to, we had a, we had a past guest who was really into wax play mm. and you went over to uh, his home and he, oh, was that he him? just, he just dropped, you know, he like covered you and Becca in wax and. Not Becca, just me. Yeah. Becca didn't do it. Oh, maybe she yeah, got she definitely on, on our leg or something. Yeah, no, but no. She, and she was there to make sh- sure it was all legit. Yeah, yeah. She, she got some wax on her too, though. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that, that would have been M, right? Uh, I don't recall what they go by outside of their name, like yeah. their their name, like their real name. Um, they also really enjoy heels. Yeah. 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 So uh, what, was it M? M? Yeah. Yeah. I, re- I feel like we were using a different pseudonym for them on a the show. A different letter. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. But it could be M. Yeah. Okay. Older gentleman loves heels. Yeah. Like big yeah. fan of heels. Looks great in a fucking set of like pumps. Oh my God. Yes. I, I know exactly who you're talking about. Yeah. I, and Very yeah. colorful yeah. wax. Yeah. yeah. Sweet, sweet, sweet human. Yeah. So sweet. Yeah. I actually was his demo for a class once and because I'm a Star, Star Wars nerd, he did a stormtrooper on my back. Oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> Cool. Have you been watching The Mandalorian? Yes. Do you like it? Yeah. Are you, did you watch the latest, like, the, episode the one, three? Yeah. yeah. Um, what I'm liking about it is... It's old school Star Wars. They're also taking their time to tell the story. Yeah. Like, there's so yeah. many TV shows where yeah. it's just like, okay, we've got 40 minutes, so we're going to do, 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 you know, <coughs> act one, act two, act three, done. Yeah, yeah. And there's, there's just... Or they hold yeah. too much back. Or, and you're yeah. like, come on, fucking, let's get on with it. Yeah, it, it's paced out very yeah. well. I I, I want to just hang out with John Favreau and be his best friend because yeah, yeah. he's like all of the Marvel stuff he's done, yeah. um, Swingers back in the day. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and he just did, and my roommate will kill me because I just asked the Chef Show on Netflix. Okay, and he's just like, it was. It's just him hanging out with chefs. Cool, very yeah. cool. He's he seems like the coolest guy yeah. on the planet. Yeah, there's you just the tips for this conversation. Let's go watch the Mandalorian. <laughs> go watch the Mandalorian and hang out with John Favreau if you ever get the chance. If you ever get the chance. <laughs> um, I I also want to talk about because another thing you put in your email. Wait, do we oh. hear about your pervertible? Oh, uh, my first improvised. Oh uh, yeah, my first improvised toy. So student budget. Living in Wolfville, so uh, which is small town, about an hour outside of Halifax. Did you go to Acadia? Uh, I did one year at Acadia. Oh yeah, yeah. me too. Yeah. Cool. Um, you did you watch the Mandalorian? <laughs> you did it many <laughs> years <laughs> after I did. Yes. Um, and uh, I had like no budget, no idea like what to even look for in a toy. So I just remember like masturbating, and it was like okay this is this is fun but it could be better and so uh i i found a uh body shop bottle to use as an insertable (laughs) Ooh, you gotta be careful with that yeah yeah yeah, wait a body shop bottle aren't there bottles like no 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 i'm thinking like a lush canister yeah you're thinking lush okay okay Um, isn't there stuff coming boxes (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah, they're like screw on yeah yeah yeah. that's what i was picturing no that that, what kind of bottle are we talking like uh it probably would have been like 
two inches across and i'm just like thinking now like how did i not hurt myself but like a bottle obviously not it's plastic right yeah and a bottle that like stands on its lid you know like like a large toothpaste no no um just like um like a shampoo bottle just oh i i got you now Yeah. yeah um so yeah i that and that was like what i used because i had nothing else right and, and at the time, I'm, I don't think there was a Foxy Moon or whatever it is. Like, there's no sex shop in Wolfville at the time. No, there was uh, Sister Sarah's out in, in New Minus. Right. Yeah. But uh, nobody went, like, nobody was seen going. Yeah, there. you go in there, no. you're a pariah. Yeah. In that and, small town. Yeah. And, I mean, looking <laughs> back now at the stuff that they had, like, the, the one or two times I went in, it's like, there was lube, but it was like super sugary right. and like all of these. East like, infections just, oh, I know. Like, but of course, we didn't know that back then. We no. didn't know about like the have body safe materials for mm. for sex toys, like not nah. the jelly stuff. And yeah, mm-hmm. so yeah, that was that was that. And then I was dating a guy, and he was like, actually, he probably he would have been probably my first real kink experience. Um, he was like, you need to have a vibrator. And so we came from his place in Fairview and drove downtown. And I, it must have been like Boxing Day or something because Venus Envy was closed. And he was like so annoyed because he was like, I'm going to get you something nice at Venus Envy. Mm. So what was open was Up the Hill Night Magic. You guys remember? I remember yeah. that magic fashion. Yeah. 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 Um, so we went there and the first vibrator was about, I would say about five inches long. And it was like just a tube with a tapered point and the base had like you turned it on. Yeah. And then you just dialed it up or down. And yeah. And I mean it it worked. It vibrated. Did a trick did a trick yeah but like looking at the kinds of things they have out now it's like i don't even know what to like christmas is coming and everybody else gets toys we we buy someone in your life a sex toy for the holidays yeah i mean i was i was thinking about getting becca a womanizer for for christmas we we went to uh we went to momgasm uh another podcast big fans and they've been on our show we went to their first live show last night or i mean second live show nice and they had uh they had rochelle from venus envy Mm -hmm. and rochelle gave like basically a a little she had a big bag of of her bag of tricks and so she was reaching her bag and pulling out different sex toys and what was really funny she probably went through like five or six different toys and out of all of them Collectively, yep. between me, you, and Becca, we have every one of them mm-hmm. except for the womanizer. And that was the one that, and they, they were passing it around. It was the one toy that I was like, man, this toy yep. has had so much hype around mm-hmm. our podcast. And then last night, like with Rochelle really hyping it up. Yeah. It's the one toy that I yep. think we got to like. I, uh, I bought the womanizer penguin. Oh, okay. So you, you've been uh, fucking with it. Oh, yeah. And? Uh, I fucking love it. Yeah. Okay. Um, and I bought it b- 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 around the last sex show, so that would have been 2017. Okay, around there. 
Um, and it is lovely. Interesting. Um, I've only had one person who bought one uh, say that they didn't work for them. It just, she's like, oh, it does this make me pee. <laughs> ah, interesting. Huh. And she doesn't mean Squirt. like She squirt. does not mean squirting. She's just like, no, right. it, just, it does not work for me. And like, Interesting. But every other woman I know. I actually brought... Um, I brought a, a bag of tricks and there's... Oh, um, really? Okay. Sweet. <laughs> so there's everything. And I even brought my, my toy cleaner, although they've all been cleaned. Um, <laughs> um, I love how prepared have, you came. You're like, I got notes. I'm, I got a bag of toys. Who knows what might I'm happen? I'm such a nerd. I was like... like I think I think it's smart. Yeah, and it's al- great. And also like... Again, I've been listening to you guys for so long. There's like a little bit of... of, of <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, there was something that I wanted to touch on, which was in your, your original mm-hmm. email talking about how, you know, you're you're in your mid-40s. Yep. You are... And, and one thing that you specifically mentioned was like you've gone through some big changes in your mm-hmm. libido and your body response oh, yes. since, your, since your 30s. Yeah. And you're kind of questioning and wondering like where is that coming from? Um, yeah. Have you... What are those changes and like and 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 what like what does that look like for you and have you figured out where where that's coming from or what that is? I used to be very much. Um, I was lucky if I had an orgasm. I, I I enjoyed sex. I enjoyed fooling around and mucking around and doing all kinds of fun stuff, but I rarely actually orgasmed, um, and it was generally uh, needed to be. It almost always was with oral, uh, which, you know, most of my partners, luckily, were not adverse to that. There's yeah. every so often you run into somebody uh, who's not as into it. And it's like, oh, well, I suppose. But you're not getting oral if you're not giving oral. Yeah. Um, and so don't know what exactly it was that changed it. Uh, I do give the credit to one of my friends, uh, uh, a longtime friend who became a lover uh, after that long-term relationship. And uh, he was somebody who also had trouble orgasming. So we just got really, really patient with each other. Hmm. And because, you know, sometimes you're in it and you're just like rushing for the finish. Just because sometimes it feels really good to drive somebody over that edge but sometimes if you're just if you're too focused on the results yeah you aren't enjoying enjoying the journey mhm so i i keep telling him that it's it's all his his fault and i'm okay with that <sighs> and he's like i didn't really do anything but all right okay <laughs> um and so between between being with him for a while and the don't give a fuck kind of attitude of I want to go out and have the joy in the world that I want to have. Mm. Um, I'm now multi-orgasmic. Cool. Um, like it used to be my, like my nipples used to be like, yeah, okay, go ahead, suck on them. It's whatever. And now they're, I can come from nipple play alone. Oh, wow. Whoa. Yeah. It's cool. Interesting. It doesn't happen all the time. Right. And sometimes if, uh, somebody's playing too much with them. It's like, nope, they're 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 shut off. They're not working now. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, yeah. Especially right after the first orgasm, and you're like, do you not fucking touch those? those no, <laughs> no, they're like. Jeremy, Jeremy loves it when I talk like that. 
I don't fucking do that. <laughs> <laughs> no, Jeremy I, never likes having his nibbles played with ever. Oh, no. Uh, no, no. No, a lot of people don't. But you know what? Maybe it's... Ju- I mean, I'm just hearing you say that all of this right now, and I'm yeah. like, well, maybe it is just like a, a bit of a... Uh, a, a process of like of like exploring your your own internal feelings and <laughs> I'm gonna tell Becca that she don't tell put her anything a potato masher in the freezer oh my god <laughs> and then Jesus just take fuck. it out and brand your chest oh, with it god. just brand your nipple with a cold oh, potato masher squiggly thing yeah fuck. and then twist it yeah yeah <laughs> No, you don't want her. Jesus you don't want her Christ. to do that. No, I don't. I was going to suggest but that. But the other thing is, um, if he doesn't know that cold is coming, mm-hmm. when you first have something really cold on you, it, it can feel hot. Right? Yeah, right. So you can play. Did you ever? Did you see the? Oh God, which version of the Punisher it was? Was it? It's a. I think. Mm, early 2000s movie yeah definitely and they did a scene where he's trying to get information out of somebody and he's it was like it was the one that was like ultra violent right Uh, like super graphic and he's like telling the guy like he's got a torch and he's telling the guy that he's gonna um like burn him Mm -hmm. and he's like and it's gonna feel like it's it's just gonna shut you down and it's gonna feel cold because your nerves are instantly dead and he goes behind the guy and he's like Using the torch on a stake and he's poking him with a popsicle. Yeah, right. Yeah. Because <laughs> if you don't, that would, you don't know. That would fuck you up. Oh, that yeah. would fuck you oh, yeah. up. Holy shit, that's yeah. evil. That's like, yeah. um, the, uh, this is so, we're getting way off track here, but I'm all right with it. Um, have you ever listened to like 3D audio in a good set of headphones? Mm-hmm. Oh man, it's so trippy. So you, you can, if you have like a pair of Beats or like a pair of like Bose yeah. noise canceling headphones, like any kind of like good studio, like any noise canceling headphones, a hundred percent. Go to YouTube and look up 3D audio barber experience, and you just sit there. This sounds so dumb, but you do it. You sit in a chair, close your eyes, and you let this play, and it's like full like 3d spectrum audio of the sound of a guy coming in having a conversation with you and he's like prepping you to clip and buzz your hair but you're having like you hear the scissors like on the right side of the ear you hear the scissors on the left side of the ear like on the top now if you get someone who's also listening to it and they know it well and they start walking around you with like a cell phone and they're like running the cell phone up the back of your head as as you hear the buzz behind you like it is when we first when we first got all of our audio gear for Sick Boy, that's what we would do in the studio with our new headphones. We just <laughs> sat around. And we we're like, ah, oh, this is so fun. It's it's like a little uh, Disney uh, ride that's for your fun. head for your ears. A little audio, yeah, soft. I mean, I can't even imagine what it would be like if you were a little stoned and did it. <laughs> it would be great. You'd love it. I know I would. Yeah. Um. So how, what's your, what's your scenario now? Like where are you where are you at? You're are you are you on the market? Are you are you in a, in, in a relationship? Are you in several relationships? Uh, currently, only one uh, active play partner. Yeah. Um, a former partner and I are just hanging out a lot. Uh, he he's just been through a bit of a breakup, so so we're sort of reestablishing our friendship and. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we'll probably do some some fun stuff together at some point. But um, I'm 
This is sounds like such a such a poly answer. I'm always open to possibilities. <laughs> what what do you see for yourself in 2020? Um any any like sexual bucket list items that you'd like to check off? Uh my main uh the, there's a lot of stuff that's in, on my bucket list in fantasy, but my risk profile won't really let me do it in person. Mm. like um like gangbang stuff like that that's mm-hmm. like so high on the oh my god that would be so awesome but risk in terms of like std sti yeah, yeah. right um risk profiles uh i've never heard that term before i'm writing it down i love yeah. it oh yeah I, I know you'll love it yeah so it's everything that we do has risk mm-hmm. walking out into the street you could get hit by a car um everything you do with your health um has has a a degree of risk um so risk profiles means you take a look at the likely outcomes of a type of play for for kink wise um and then what are some of the other possibilities and you figure out whether those things are are things that you are comfortable with. Mm-hmm. Worth the um, risk. So the example that uh, I was given when I was looking or that a website about risk profiles had was men wearing women's underwear or commanding your, your male partner to wear women's underwear. <laughs> um, you, the risk, physical risk is pretty low. Mm-hmm. But what happens if they are adjusting them in the bathroom and somebody comes in sees them might be a bit embarrassed uh what if they're in a car accident and have to and are taken to the hospital and everybody in the Mm. er sees them Mm -hmm. again it's embarrassment but are those is that risk something that somebody's willing to live with right do those risks outweigh the benefit to right yeah and so you you look at the you look at your risk profile and you for for your activity and you decide whether it's something you're comfortable with or mm. not um like i i use condoms unless i know the person has been tested and uh i don't always insist on seeing their paperwork i probably should some people do uh but w- i won't even discuss uh no condoms until i actually do see paperwork mm. um and and obviously get my own done so that they can see the same for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so something like a gangbang, really hot and ide- in, in my head. Logistically a bit of a nightmare. Logistically yeah. a nightmare. Right. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, if I, if somebody wants to arrange one for me with people who have good papers <laughs> yeah. in 2020. Check hey, 2020, you yeah. never know. Check the yeah. paperwork. You know? Yeah. Check the paperwork. It's a big year, 2020. Yeah. Uh, well, this has been a treat. This yeah. has been really fun. Yep. Sitting down chatting with you. We ne- we never said your name. Because oh. A, I wasn't sure if we were using your first name, your actual name. Okay. Um, are we? Um, I generally, <coughs> in the in the scene, I go by Sushka. All right. So Sushka. let's, what, yeah. so Sush- Sushka. Sushka. Which uh, I found that? out that I actually pronounced, uh, pronounced incorrectly. Okay. Um, but it was a nickname that some people that I used to work with learned from some Russians. And uh, that's the way we pronounced it, but apparently it's supposed to be more of a Sushka. 
Suchka oh, yeah. with like oh, yeah. a TZ Suchka. kind of a Z. Suchka. Um, which is Suchka. Russian for bitch. <laughs> nice. right. So yeah, it sounds so sweet, but it's it yeah. actually, um so I actually met somebody who is Ukrainian uh in the community and they were like, What what did you say? And I told them and he's like, Oh, okay, I think I know what you mean and uh, and so I was like, It's it's bitch, isn't it? And he's like Well no, that would be Suchka uh, or however it's pronounced correctly. He's like what you said is closer to uh uh and he's like hmm and it turns out that i'm a i i pulled a, a jfk thing i am a, a i'm a bagel <laughs> i am a, a a tiny a, a diminutive bagel Aww, right. yeah. so cute yeah <laughs> strawberry tart yeah. uh well this has been uh this has been a real joy Zushka. <laughs> Zushka. Um, uh, and it was really, yeah, it was really nice to like yeah. meet you and uh, and shoot the shit. Yes. And I'm, I'm, you know, keep us posted on that gangbang. Who knows? You <laughs> know. I mean, if it does happen, you got to let us know because I want to know how, who who your assistant was on on gathering all that together. Oh yeah, it would it would have to be like there there would be you need have a, to be a producer. You'd, you'd you need, need a, a manager. Producer. Yeah, 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 producer. Yeah. yeah, maybe that's what I'll do instead of doming. Sexual producer. That's a fucking. That is an idea. I, like I don't know how much people like the, the the community as it is. Like we spend all of our money as soon as we get it. So hopefully, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, out the dollar store. And, if and I'm exchanging sexual services for money, but I'm not performing sexual services, you're just arranging them. Yeah, that's it, babe. Uh, wait, no, that's living off the proceeds. Okay, start yeah. a charity. <laughs> I, we'll find the loopholes. Don't don't mix this up with my charity. Uh, well, thank you again for, not, for not hanging a problem. out with us, and thank you all so much for uh, hanging out with us as well. We hope you enjoyed yeah. it, and we shall be back as we always are next week. Uh, but in the meantime, go to Apple Podcast, rate, review, hit the subscribe button, do all those things because it allows us to stay on the Apple Podcast charts, which is important because it means more people will see us and hear conversations like this. And you can go to patreon.com slash turn me on. And that's a place where you can go to support us with your hard earned uh, dollars. Um, it uh, all goes to my charity. That's uh, right. <laughs> my yeah, new that's, sex producing charity. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to do good things. There's some perks on there and uh, it'd be worth checking out. So if you listen to us every week and you think that, uh, you know, four, four episodes a month is worth the cost of a coffee a month, then hell. Go on over to patreon.com slash turn me on and shove us five bucks. Um, um, and if you have uh, if you have any other reason to reach out to us, you can at uh, turn me on podcast at gmail.com or yep. you could message us in our uh, DMs and Instagram and let us know if you or someone you know would be a really great guest on the show, especially if they live in L.A. and are there in January. Because we're going to be in L.A. So if, if you're down there, <laughs> in beautiful, hot L.A., with all the beautiful Californians mm-hmm. walking around their flip flops, mm-hmm. their t-shirts in January, mm-hmm. so, they live life so wildly. I know. In the sun. Uh, while we're down there, we should see if uh, Bikram will come on and talk about uh, all <laughs> of his. I think he's still missing. His, is he? Oh, oh, I didn't. I didn't get to the end of the documentary. Is he fucking? Did he flee? I don't. know. I was a bit stoned when we were watching it, but yeah, he. I think he's gone. Like, I think he. He's not. 
How do they we get all the voiceover anything. for? I gotta, I gotta, I fell asleep halfway through. Yeah, I gotta rewatch it all too. Right, anyway, okay. Whatever. Anyway, that's also, all. Fu- fuck that guy, by the way. Totally. Um, <laughs> that is it for this week. Until next week. Go fuck yourself. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.